Well, after a long offseason, the wait is finally over. Today was the Lakers media day and, of course, the start of training camp. There is so much we have to talk about. So welcome in, everyone. What's up, Laker fam? Welcome to the Laker Hand podcast. I, of course, am your host, Laker Hand. I am joined by the one, the only, my favorite co-host in the entire world, Laker Dad. Dad, finally. It feels like we've been talking about this day, waiting for this day for forever, but it was Lakers media day and I know we're going to get to it, but I mean, I think the overarching theme, what I really gathered was just how excited this team was to really get to work and bring home number 18 for the purple and gold. Yeah, Hannah, I think to a man, I, I genuinely felt their excitement today and I think it was real on their part. I think they're you know, proud to be a part of this very interesting team that was constructed over the summer. I know there's a lot of veterans, but I think they all have a, a you know a lot of you know anxiety and excitement to to get started and to prove that they're not too old that they can really bring home the gold at the end of the season. And uh, you know, again, I was just genuinely struck with how serious everybody was about binding together and and becoming a championship team. You know, it was such a cool moment for me. I mean, obviously, we, we've heard the names and we've, you know, mentally pictured what this team would look like. But then seeing him for the first time kind of all together, there's a picture that's gone viral of LeBron, AD, Russ, and Carmelo Anthony and, when, and Rajon Rondo. And when you just think of all the star power that's on this team, I mean, you can't help but get extremely, extremely excited. I mean, this is a team that is featuring so many future Hall of Fame players that it's crazy. Yeah, Hannah, really uh, a very unique roster that the front office assembled this uh, summer. And, uh, you know, just a lot to be excited about. A lot of guys who can play at a high level and contribute. It's just going to be really interesting to see how this all fits together. Yeah, definitely. And I know Laker fam, just we all can't wait for the start of the season. You know, first preseason game is less than a week away next Sunday, 1230. So we're not going to have to wait much longer. But Dad, I want to talk a little bit about a guy that really stood out to me today, and that's Anthony Davis. I mean, obviously, and he even said it himself, he was extremely disappointed in how last season went for him. You know, he said that he really focused this offseason on getting his body healthy, strong, getting his body right. I think AD knows that this is such a critical season for him and his career. I mean, a lot of eyes are going to be on him. You know, after last season, everyone was so excited to see how he was going to respond after winning that NBA championship. Obviously, season plagued by injuries. I think AD knows that it really is, you know, kind of a now or never season. He's got to prove that he can be the leader of this team and a superstar in this league. And of course, be able to stay healthy to carry this Lakers team to a championship. Yeah, Hannah, I think the very biggest takeaway from today's media session was the fact that after long, you know, arguments and speculation over the summer, AD pretty much confirmed today that he expects to play mostly at the center position this year, and that has major ramifications for the team overall. Yes, exactly. You know, and I think a lot of us over the summer, we obviously knew because there were reports that he had told Russell Westbrook that was one of the conversations that the two of them had uh, when Russ was considering trading, being traded to the Lakers, uh, that he was going to be playing more of that five. But then when the reports came out the other day that actually he was going to be starting at that center spot for us, I think a lot of people were surprised. And then to have him really back it up today in media day, say, listen, he's ready to, to you know, to not only be our starting center, but to play, you know, a majority of his minutes at the five. I think that was a pretty surprising, uh, shocking thing for him to say. Yeah, that was the absolute biggest development from today, uh, Hannah. And it has just widespread consequences for everybody else on the roster. Now, let me start by saying that 
Obviously, it's probably a good thing that AD starts at the five because when you have Westbrook and LeBron who attack the basket, you need guys who can stretch the floor. And if AD's at the five, that's going to open the the starting lineup to two additional players who can knock down three-point shots. Looks like it's going to be Trevor Ariza and maybe Wayne Ellington. We'll have to see on that one. But, you know, there's going to be two shooters in the lineup, and, and that's major. But, Hannah, who's going to play forward this year? There's only three forwards on the team now. Yeah, you know, I know this is something that you are very concerned about. You've, you know, brought it up multiple times. And I think a lot of Laker families as well. But, you know, going back to the last couple of seasons, Frank Vogel has really liked running that rotation, uh, that lineup that has three guards. And I think we're going to see that a lot this season. I also think we're going to see guys playing maybe out of position a little bit. You know, I think we're going to see Kent Bazemore get more minutes at that small forward position because, you know, Dad, you are right. You know, we got LeBron, we got Melo, we got Trevor Ariza. But the Lakers are definitely are a little bit thin at that forward position. So I think we're going to be seeing a lineup that is featuring uh, multiple guards. Yeah, Hannah, I'm actually shocked, to be honest with you, because, again, if AD is going to be considered a center now, the Lakers only have three forwards on the team. That means 37-year-old Carmelo Anthony, soon-to-be 37-year-old LeBron James, and 36-year-old Trevor Ariza. That's pretty frightening. And if James and Ariza are going to start, that means they only have one real forward coming off the bench, and that's 37-year-old Carmelo Anthony. That's pretty odd, Hannah. You better swear and, and hope that nobody gets injured. No, we're definitely going to have to, you know, pray that the injury bug does not bite us this season like it did last season. But, you know, Dad, I want to talk a little bit about Carmelo Anthony because he was another guy today who really stood out to me. You know, he seems so fired up for this season. He seems like he knows he, you know, wants to prove that even though he's older, he still has a lot left in the tank. I actually believe that we are going to see a pretty monster season from Carmelo Anthony, potentially a, a sixth man of the year season from him. You know, Hannah, I think you're right. I I think the consequence of today's revelation about AD is that Trevor Ariza is going to have to play 30 minutes a night, maybe more, and Carmelo may have to play, you know, close to 25 minutes a night. I suspect you're right. I think Carmelo, this is his last hurrah in the NBA, and I think he's going to go out with a bang. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Now, another thing that I gathered, and I'm sure you did as well, was how all this team really, I mean, and, you know, obviously Rob spoke about it in his uh, interview last week, but this team really seems like they are all so locked into this season. I know a lot of people were questioning, you know, how are we going to be able to put the egos at the door? How are we going to all fit? How are we going to build team chemistry? But from what I saw, not only did our team chemistry look pretty good, I mean, from everything I saw, guys walking around, they are all kind of joking, laughing, but, you know, also every single player essentially said, listen, I'm going to do whatever I have to do. Whatever my role is, whatever I'm being told to do is what I'm going to do. They all seemed so willing to put their egos aside. They all seemed so willing to do what the best it is for the collective of the team. And they all seemed so ready for this season to start to really just win a championship. I think you're right on that one too, Hannah. I think the second biggest revelation for me after the you know discussion of Anthony Davis playing the five is the fact that everybody emphasized they're going to have to sacrifice, they're going to have to be team players, it's a long season, everybody's going to get a chance to contribute, but the egos are going to have to be checked at the door. Yeah, and obviously whenever you want to win a title, egos have to be checked at the door. It, it really is you know a collective team effort, and I think this team, from what I've heard what I've seen, 
they look like they are definitely locked in and ready. So they have that that spark in their eye. I'm super excited about it. But Dad, was there anyone else in particular uh, today that stood out for me? I mean, obviously every single interview for me was was exciting. Every guy seemed ready for the season. They all seemed like they put in so much work this offseason. We even heard, you know, THT uh, went to Rob and went to the coaching staff and really focused on his defense this offseason. You know, a lot of guys worked on their defense. A lot of guys worked on getting in the best shape of their life. But was there anyone else uh, that you saw that really stood out to you? You know, Hannah, I think that one of the curious things that I thought about today is what role are the three young guys going to play on this veteran-laden team? You know, it's easy just to say, you know, we're going to rely on the vets and everything, but are these three young guys whose careers are on the rise, are they going to play this year? How much are they going to play? I mean, Kendrick Nunn has been a two-year starter for the Miami Heat. THT obviously is a guy with great promise. And Malik Monk really came on strong last year, and they decided to join a very veteran-heavy Lakers team. I'm curious to see, you know, are they going to be sitting on the bench and watching the veterans play, or are they going to get a chance to contribute? You know, I think that's what training camp is going to really decide, and I think it actually makes me uh, excited because I think it's going to make every player bring their A game every single night because this Lakers squad is such a deep team, you know— we really could have any one of these guys could honestly be in the starting lineup. So it's going to elevate everyone's game. They're going to have to come in, you know, day in, day out and give their 150% if they want a spot and if they want minutes on this roster or on this team. Yeah. You know, you asked about, was there one player? I thought it was interesting to listen to Kent Bazemore today. Now, Kent Bazemore is not a sexy name. And I know people maybe tend to forget about him a little bit. But leave no mistake about this, Kent Bazemore is probably the best defender, you know, other than maybe Dwight Howard, the best defender on this team right now. And he's a wing defender, and he can knock down three-point shots. You know, uh, don't sleep on Kent Bazemore. I think the coach knows, especially because of his defense, I think Kent Bazemore is going to play. I don't know where he's going to play. In fact, I think now, forget about him playing guard at all. I think maybe he's going to be a permanent fixture at the small forward position behind Trevor Ariza. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. And, you know, I do believe that Kent Bazemore is also going to get a lot of minutes. And, you know, from everything that we've heard from from Rob to, you know, every player on the team to Frank Vogel, the coaching staff, they've all put such a stress and an emphasis on defense. So I really think, you know, when you asked, you know, back how are we going to find minutes for all these players, and we kind of talked about that a couple of minutes ago, I think a lot of it's going to be who steps up defensively as well. Because obviously, as we know, this is a very, you know, high shooting team a lot all of these guys can really shoot pretty darn well from three-point range you know keep your fingers crossed they can you know do that again this season but throughout all of these guys careers they've all been great three-point shooters so we're not going to hopefully have to worry about that I think it's going to really come down to who really buckles down on defense and dad Kent Bazemore definitely being one of our uh, top defenders I think he is going to get a lot of minutes look this coaching staff Hannah has made no secret of the fact that defense is very very important to them and although they sacrificed a lot of defense in this offseason by some of the guys they got rid of, he's still going to be looking, Frank Vogel's still going to be looking for guys who are going to really want to bring it on the defensive end of the floor. So you're right. I mean, the guys who show they can play defense are the guys who are going to get minutes. No, I completely agree with you, Dad. And you know what? At the end of the day, we all know famous saying, said you know multiple times every day defense wins championships and hey when the Lakers won their championship a couple seasons ago they were the number one defensive team in the league and one could definitely argue that they definitely won that championship by playing such lockdown defense so 
Looks like defense is definitely going to be a priority for them this season. I think every player is ready. They know that. In general, Dad, I was super excited just after seeing Media Day. I was so fired up, and I'm so happy that we're not going to have to wait too much longer. Only, what, five, six days to the first preseason game? So we're going to be able to see this Lakers squad in action. And guys, I have a feeling it's going to be a very, very special, memorable season. One that we're all not going to forget. But before I leave you all tonight, I do want to give you a little bit of an update because there has been a little bit of a Lakers signing. Free agent guard Trevlin Queen has signed a partially guaranteed training camp deal with the Lakers. Um, now, during the Lakers Summer League, he really impressed a lot of people. He averaged 13.2 points. He shot 54% from three and had two steals per game. So, Daddy's another guard, so I know you may not be too happy about that, but he's going to be getting a chance at Lakers training camp to prove what he can do. Yeah, Hannah, I suspect he might end up with the uh, with the second two-way contract. Uh, now that Austin Reeves has signed as a permanent member of the Lakers, they're going to need to fill that second um, um, two-way player contract. I think it might go to this guy. Yeah, talk about a hillbilly Kobe. I was that's his uh, Austin Reeves' new nickname. I was I like to see his interview as well. I think he's a guy who was, looked so excited to be on this Lakers team, obviously. And you know, from everything I heard at LeBron's mini training camp, he really impressed LeBron himself. Apparently, he asked LeBron a ton of questions, really picked his brain, and was really willing to learn. So. I'm just, you know, Dad, overall so excited about this team. Today was kind of the first day. It really felt like the start of the season, obviously. And Laker fam, I know you were feeling the same sentiments as Laker Dad and I. So I think that's going to be it for today's podcast. I want to know, though, what was your favorite part of the Lakers media day? You can, of course, tweet me. My Twitter is at Hannah underscore Kulik. Or, of course, message me on my Instagram. My Instagram is at Hannah Rose Kulik. Until next time, Laker Han and Laker Dad are out. Bye, everyone.